Welcome to episode 213 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, good to see you today, even though I can't see you. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining me today on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. It's been a busy week. You know, some weeks can go by, right, Pastor, when things are just fine. You know, you're not in any big rush for anything. Life is pretty steady. You can, you know, keep caught up in the things that are really important to you. And then other weeks just fill up. And I'm the type of person sometimes I've still got that that old guard type of a mentality that the busier your schedule, like the more important you are. I mean, I'm just being honest. There's something down inside of me somewhere that still likes that a little bit. I kind of like to fill up my schedule. I like having things to do. And I like to serve people. I just like to... I guess, you know, in the psychological aspect of it, I like to be needed. Any of you like to be needed? A lot of pastors struggle with that. And so every once in a while, a week will sneak up on me that's just got a lot of demands, and then I probably haven't helped it a whole lot because some of the things that maybe I could have shifted to another time, I didn't shift, and I just let my schedule fill up. Well, this week was kind of one of, it is kind of one of those weeks And I was thinking about it, and what do I do when things get busy? Now, I have uh, a couple funerals. I couldn't really help that. Uh, A lot of things that happened between my family members, you know, my, my kids and their families and other things, I really couldn't control. But I started thinking, what do I do when life gets crazy? Sometimes, honestly, just my, my gut instinct is just to grind through it, gut it out. That's what I'm going to do. So I get up early, I stay up late, and I just do it. And I thought, no, what do I really do? And so I sat down and I kind of, I made two lists. The first list of six things are the things that I just do naturally when life gets crazy, when we get busy as pastors. And then I made a second list. And these are the things I really wish I did before the other ones. I wish that I did these things. I wish I at least did them as much and alongside the other ones. But here are the things that I do when life gets crazy just naturally. I just do this naturally, number one. And again, these things are particular to me. You'll probably have different things depending on your wiring, your personality, your makeup, your giftedness, et cetera, your disposition, your temperament. We all have different ways of dealing with stress and dealing with busyness. In fact, I don't even want to call it stress. I just call it, I've got a lot of really wonderful things that I get to be involved in. But that, but that's my slightly psychotic optimist speaking out from the inside of me. You know, I, I like refuse to, to admit stress because I think stress is kind of made up in our minds when I know it really isn't. Anyway, here's what I do naturally. When things get crazy, number one, I slow down. I just slow down. I instinctively do. It's almost like when you're coming up on a curve and it's kind of a tight curve on the highway, you instinctively kind of slow down so you don't wipe out on the curve. That's what I do. I just, I just slow down and I start noticing things. I start looking at things. I start trying to be 
careful. And one of the biggest reasons why I slow down, and I realized this a couple years ago, is I don't want to make the mistake of reacting. I don't want to just react out of instinct. I want to respond out of some thoughtfulness. So I slow down. Number two, I cut non-essentials. I just cut the things that aren't real important, I'll just not do. Like uh, two nights ago, I didn't do a podcast episode. So my daily podcast episode didn't come out that day. And I've just started realizing every once in a while, I'm just going to have to do that because I just have to cut something because other things take higher priority. Number three, I have to prioritize my rest. I have to make sure that I get enough sleep. For instance, when I didn't uh, work on a podcast episode, even if I might have had it recorded, I didn't spend the time editing it and publishing it and all that because I needed to prioritize rest. And I'm almost 60, so I do need to prioritize rest. I don't really want to push it. I want to be a little careful. Number four, I focus on relationships because ultimately in life, they're the most important things. I don't want to miss relationships, especially when life is crazy, which usually means more people are are filing into your life or sometimes piling into your life. I don't want to miss those people, even though they they might be in a crisis situation, in an emergency situation, in a, a, a trouble situation where they need our help. I want to focus on relationships over tasks. But Number five, I do start examining details more closely because if I'm in a crazy time in life and it's a crazy week, there's a lot going on, there's a little bit of stress, I'm going to miss something because I'm not a detail person to begin with and I'm going to miss something. And usually when I've cut non-essentials and I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on, there's, there's important things in my life. I'm involved in some significant things. So I want to start paying attention to details more closely because I don't want to drop the ball because probably all the things I'm doing are at a higher level on a week like that. And then number six, what I just do naturally is I prioritize events and responsibilities by order of importance because they're all probably important if I've cut the non-essentials, but then I got to prioritize them actually in their order of importance and get the most important things done first, especially when I'm a little bit more rested than the lesser priority things later on down the road. So those are the things I do naturally. I slow down, I cut non-essentials, I prioritize rest, I focus on relationships, I examine details more closely, and then I just prioritize my tasks and the things that I have to do and the places I have to be. Now, here are the six things that I wish I did more naturally. I wish they just happened without me even thinking about it. But sometimes I'll go through a day or a week and I'll realize, wow, I have not kept up on these things. So these are the things I'm working on to make sure I don't miss. When life gets crazy, number one, I want to pray for all things. Everything I'm doing, everybody I'm meeting with, uh, everyone who needs help, I want to be praying for everybody and praying about everything. And number two, I want to lean on the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to do it in the flesh, right? Paul talked about that. He didn't want to do it in the flesh. I don't want to do it in the flesh. There's no power in the flesh. There's only weakness. 
There's only brokenness. There's only sin in, in the flesh. But when we're doing it in the power of the Spirit, God can bless and God can work, and we can actually serve our people. So I want to pray. I want to lean onto the power of the Spirit. Number three, I don't want to miss my feedings from God's Word. I don't want to go hungry from uh, away from Scripture because, again, we're, we're busy. We're doing other things. But I do need that grazing, that feeding on the truth of God's Word because it, it helps to reorient us. It helps us to keep our perspective. It just... It just puts us in a good way. So don't miss the feedings from God's word. And then number four, I want to dip into the wisdom of others. And I don't always do that. I have to remember to do that. I have to be intentional about that. I want to get advice and I want to get wisdom from others when I'm real busy and I have a lot going on. And usually there's some high value things that I have to attend to and I don't want to mess it up. And so sometimes from driving from point A to point B, I'll call one of my buddies, one of, one of my friends that I know is kind of a guru in that area or knows more about it than I do. I'll just call them. And while catching up with them, with a friend, I'm dipping into their wisdom and they're helping me. Because the bottom line is we can't do life alone. We can't do ministry alone. And to kind of go along with that, number five, I want to connect with my closest friends those that are most important to me, I want to make sure that they're speaking into my life in a week when I'm under pressure and I've, there's a lot that I have to do. And there's people that need ministry and I don't want to drop the ball again that week. So I do want to connect with my closest friends. They're going to give me wisdom. They're going to give me encouragement. They're going to give me affirmation they're going to strengthen me in these areas that I really need to be strengthened in on a difficult week like week like that. I don't do this naturally, but I try to remember to do it and I try to be intentional about it. And then lastly, I want to increase my communication with my family. Right now with my wife because we're empty nesters, but also with with my kids because they're sometimes involved in the schedule of the week and my life throughout the week. And so when things are crazy, I don't want to miss out on communication. I want to increase my communication with my family. So these six things that I, I desire to do that I don't do naturally in a stressful time or in a stressful week, pray for everything, lean on the power of the Spirit, don't miss feeding from God's Word. Dip into the wisdom of others, connect with your closest friends, and then increase your communication with your family. These are things that really help me. In fact, if I didn't do any of those things, I'm not sure how I would ever make it through a real stressful week. Pastor, I don't know what your week looks like right now, but my week into the next week, I'm taking my wife to the airport. She'll be gone for a week. And when she's gone, then, you know, it's I'll fill my schedule up with stuff and then I'll try to get all my laundry done and all the dishes done and all that stuff just before my wife comes home. You know what? After 36 years of marriage, it uh, it's not all that different than the second or third year of marriage in that way. So, Pastor, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your what your month is looking like, but I want to operate well. I want to serve well in stressful weeks. And, you know, probably another thing I could have put in there 
was take the time to do the things that fill you up. Doing this podcast fills me up. It fills me up to be able to talk to you, just to be able to express some of my ideas with you, to be able to encourage you and say, hey, dude, ma'am, thank you. Thank you for serving. Thank you for being a pastor. I just talked with a pastor the other day, and he was telling me the things that are going on in their church, how they had just raised $40,000 for missions. And as I'm sitting there, I'm just, I am just like, on the inside, uh, the fireworks are going off inside of me. And I'm just thinking, you know, here I am sitting at lunch. I'm in this restaurant. You know, you can't go woohoo or, you know, anything like that. But I'm just, I'm so filled with joy that here's another 200 church pastor. And he's telling me the things, the impact that this quote unquote small church is making. And I'm saying to myself, yes, it's churches like this. It's churches under 200 in communities all across this country that are making a difference. And if they could see the combined, the cumulative difference that they're making with all the other ones, don't just see yourself as one church, but see you banded together with all the other churches your size and imagine imagine if you weren't there doing what you're doing and all the other churches your size weren't there doing what they do. All the people that get ministered to, one by one, two by two, all these people, these hundreds of thousands of people would not have the body of Christ in their life, and it would be tragic. Think about it. You pull all of the small churches out of the countrysides, out of the rural areas, out of the suburban areas. Pull all the small churches out of the urban areas and think of the spiritual deserts that would be left. So, Pastor, thank you for doing what you're doing in your small church that's under 200, the difference that you're making. It's significant. If you're having a stressful week, slow down, lean into the Spirit of God, talk to a friend, Get some rest, set your priorities, and just move through it with calm and with poise. And then attack your opportunities with alacrity. And I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Mm-hmm.